Hey, top of the morning to you, Saturday morning, August the 6th. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast, Freight Broker TV podcast. Every Wednesday and Saturday, we get together for about a half hour, sometimes longer. Talk about things trucking, talk about uh, things going on in the world. And we have a topic or two to talk about uh, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. But Saturdays, we saved that for Q&A day. Your questions are answers. So, if you got questions, you can send them to me at FBTV, FreightBrokerTV.com. That's FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. You can go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. we got forms there you can fill out, submit. And uh, if you've got Skype, you can actually Skype us using your Skype app. Just uh, open it up, do a search for FBTV. You'll find us pretty easy to uh, find. Anyway, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. And if you want to check us out, check out Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have uh, been in business for 25-plus years. I'm the lead consultant there. We consult freight brokers, freight broker agents, uh, trucking companies. When I say agents, we assist agents with, uh, well, we have packages that include training, placement, and consulting for those freight brokers as well. But anyway, we'll talk more about that later on in the podcast. All right, what is today? Today is August the 6th. Today is Mustard Day, Root Beer Float Day. And believe it or not, Taxpayer Appreciation Day, that was started back in 99 when Ralph Nader was uh, running for president. Yeah, they should appreciate us. Anyway, I know we all pay too much. And we don't get enough in return. We get inflation, we get recession, we get high fuel prices. What else? (laughs) You know how it goes. Preaching to the choir. You know, talking about Mustard Day. Uh, back a few months ago, up in Canada, I saw that uh, Canada, uh, what was it, uh, French's? You know, the French mustard, French's mustard and all that. Apparently, ketchup's a big deal up in Canada. And if you're from Canada, you can leave a comment below. You can uh, email me, whatever, kind of straighten me out on this. But... Uh, French's, the mustard people here in the States, I guess they're the ketchup people up in Canada. They <laughs> they uh, came out with a ketchup popsicle that was available in Canada. And apparently that's a big thing up there. And that's, that's, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Just uh, kind of sounded strange. But then I'm uh, up and about this morning... Let me see if I can find it here. And over in Europe, I see they've got some uh, strange, strangely flavored ice cream, if I can find it. Hold on, I'm looking for it. I, it was here earlier. <laughs> I'm got to, whoop, is that it? Nope. Yeah, I go, oh, shoot. Now we, anyway, ketchup, no, mustard ice cream, something else. Couple other flavors too. It was just weird, man. Uh, hot dog ice cream, something like that. Anyway, ice cream that tastes like these different non-sweet foods, and that would just be weird to me. 
I mean, it might be good. Don't know, but uh, where did it go? It was here earlier this morning. I'm not finding it now, so oh well. Don't don't guess it really matters, does it? Oh well. Anyway, if you're in Europe, you can tell me about that, because I thought that was pretty odd. Who wants mustard-flavored ice cream or hot dog or I don't know? Give me give me my give me my traditional vanilla. I do like Rocky Road. I like chocolate, strawberry. But generally, I'm a vanilla ice cream man because you can make vanilla ice cream whatever you want. Anyway, that's that. Fuel prices, yeah, they're going down, but they're not nearly where they should be. <clears throat> we talk about that on Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we uh, talk about the fuel prices. Uh, down to, uh, matter of fact, what's AA doing today? Let's look at AA. Or triple AA. <laughs> yeah, let's look at triple A. Uh, see what uh, the fuel prices are like this morning, being Saturday morning and all. Where is it? I should have had all this stuff open in front of me, but oh well, it is what it is. All right, gas prices today. Regular, $4.08. That's the average across the uh, country. Diesel, still over $5 a gallon, five sixteen. Premium four eighty three. E eighty five, like somebody really wants that. I, I wouldn't put that in my lawnmower. As a matter of fact, I ran some of that uh, regular gas in my lawnmower a few years ago and forget it. It 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 totally ruined it. Or it, it took a lot of work to get it running again. But anyway, that's where we are today. Yeah, it's coming down, but not not nearly enough. And if I was Washington, I keep my mouth shut. I wouldn't be bragging about it, that's for sure, but like they are. Uh, today's impossible question. If you add up all the numbers between 1 and 100, you're going to have about 20, 25 minutes to figure this out. <laughs> okay, if you add up all the numbers between 1 and 100, what I mean by that is 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5. You get the idea. What would the total be? If you add up all the numbers between 1 and 100, 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus, you get the idea, what would the total be? The answer will be coming up before we get done today, if I remember. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, news. What's happening with the uh, transportation news? Well, coming up a couple of weeks from now, August 21st through 27th, it's CVSA break week. So if you are a driver, you're going to be on the road during those uh, days. Uh, make sure your brakes are right. You know, keep them adjusted. Keep them, you know, if you stop by your yard, make sure mechanics look at it. And tell your dispatcher. Let your dispatcher know. You know, dispatchers, there are really, really good dispatchers, and there are really, really, really bad ones. I guess some are in between. But it's been my experience when I was a driver. I either had a really good dispatcher or a really bad one. There was no happy medium there. But uh, to be honest with you, I got dispatched on a load one time, and it was going out to the East Coast. And I knew there was a hurricane getting ready to hit exactly where I was going. My dispatcher had no clue. And uh, kind of called him. And I said, okay, I'm loaded, but uh, you sure you want me to take this? And, you know, you, you want me to wait before I deliver till the hurricane goes through? Two words. What hurricane? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we worked our way around that. 
But uh, let your dispatcher know. Let them know. So, you know, uh, they if they may want to route uh, their equipment back into the yard so all the brakes can be checked out before you ride off into that minefield. You know, I know they <clears throat> do this for safety's sake, but don't you think a lot more of it's money? It's Everything's money nowadays. Anyway... Uh, also, if you got your own truck, your owner-operator, uh, 22.90 or two, August 31st. That's your highway, heavy highway vehicle use tax. So remember that, August 31st. I think it's like 550 bucks for a big truck. Anyway, uh, check that out. U.S. Express reports $554 million revenue for quarter two. Uh, U.S. Express posted revenue gains, sluggish earnings, during the second quarter of uh, 2022. They reported that uh, just, uh, what, three days ago. They're based in Chattanooga. They posted a net income of $46,000, or negative one cent a diluted share, for the three months ending June 30th. That's a net income after everything's paid. How many trucks, you know, if you're thinking about buying a truck... Going out on your own. Look it up. See how many trucks U.S. Express has. We could do that on Safe Assist. Now, I'm, I'm curious now. now. I've got to open up FMCSA website. See if I can uh, find them real quick. Where is it? There it is. Let's see how many trucks I got. I'm trying to put something in perspective here. If you're thinking about buying a truck. Especially at the prices. Yeah, we talked about this the other day. Well, naturally. Can't find them. But anyway, that's neither here. They got a lot of trucks. You see them on the road everywhere. Uh, $90,000 for a used truck. Over $90,000 the average price for a used truck. That's a lot of money, folks, for used you know, funny thing, I went, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago. I bought my truck a year ago, last uh, July. And what did I have to do? I had to take it up there to, oh, they put on tow mirrors. They put on my tow mirrors. And when I was up there, my, my wife is kind of in the market for a new vehicle. We were looking around. They had a truck used not like mine it, it was uh, under mine uh, my truck you know you know how they do the levels used i don't know 14 15 20,000 miles on it something like that used and the price tag they had on that was more than what i paid for mine brand new and my truck was a grade up or two up couldn't believe it yeah, you know, that's the way used trucks are too. But anyway, uh, getting back to uh, U.S. Express, forty-six thousand net. I know they got a couple of hundred, three, four hundred trucks, probably more than that. So think about it. You know, think about it. You know, that, let that let that give you some reality. You know, but how much they made off all their trucks combined? What kind of profit they made? That's why it's so important if you're an owner operator. You probably know this, or if you're thinking about becoming an owner-operator, you know, get a plan together. Figure it out. You've got, you've got to have your own customers. You know, that's about the only way you're going to make it. 
And I see, yeah, we're, I think we're going to be talking about that. I think I got questions like that. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, we got questions like that in the Q&A today. We'll be talking more about that in a minute. <sighs> you know, it, it's tough for a trucking company, especially if you're small. You know, it was, when I had my small fleet, what I'd noticed when it came to having a small fleet, the government wants you to be small, as in one truck, or huge, like J.B. Hunt. If you're in that in-between area, that it's it's tough. It's it's pretty tough for trying to do like the IRS wants you to do and things of that nature. It's pretty tough. But anyway, uh, back to U.S. Express. Uh, 46,000 net income for the three months ending June 30th. That compared with uh, 19.1 million or 37 cents a share during the same time period last year. Total operating revenue increased by 16.6% uh, up to 5.53 million. That was from 4.75 million. But that uh, posted net, that's, that's what kind of got me. $46,000. I mean, that's great. You know, you paid your bills. You still got 46 k Hey, I'm all for that. You know, if you're a small trucking company, but a U.S. Express, holy cow. Yeah, Kansas, if you're going through uh, Topeka, Kansas on I-70. Next week, the 15th, one week, what, Monday maybe? The week from tomorrow maybe? Uh, Kansas DOT is going to be closing I-70 westbound to all traffic from 8th Street to Topeka Boulevard in the downtown Topeka area. That's expected to last about three weeks, so make note of that. And if you're up in Pennsylvania, yeah, here we go again. Tolls are going to increase once again. Uh, a few days ago, the uh, PTC, Pennsylvania Turnpike, approved a 5% toll increase for 2023 for all Easy Pass and toll by plate customers. This is the 15th year in a row that tolls have increased on the PA Turnpike. New toll rate will go into effect January 8th, 2023. Happy New Year <laughs> at 12.01 a.m. All right, what else? Oh, FMCSA awards $3.1 million to help veterans transition to trucking careers. I like that. That's cool. Uh, they've awarded millions of dollars worth of funding to community colleges to help current and former military members pursue a career in trucking. Sounds like a no-brainer to me. They should have been doing this a long time ago. Hey, you're coming out of the military. Hey, you know, you, you want a career driving a truck? We'll teach you. Anyway, uh, four days ago, August 2nd, the FMCSA announced that $3.1 is going to be awarded to community colleges as part of the CMVOST, CMVOST, Commercial Motor Vehicle Operator Safety Training Grant Program. <laughs> okay. Again, it's going to help current military members and veterans obtain CDLs and driver training. You know, if you're a driver, or if you're coming out of the military, you want to, you know, get out there and see the country that you've been defending. A truck is a great way to do that. It really is. Get your CDL. You know, I used to always tell my guys when I was training people to, you know, drive a truck, keep your CDL. CDL is a guaranteed paycheck. Even if you get out of the truck, do something else. Don't let the CDL go. It's a guaranteed paycheck. Hard times comes. There's always a job waiting for you as a driver. 
<clears throat> you can start being, start a trucking company today and have money in your pocket tonight. Anyway, you want to learn more about this uh, program, do a search, open up Google, type in C-M-V-O-S-T. C-M-V-O-S-T. And that's going to give you a list of uh, <coughs> colleges, community colleges, and the different schools that have been granted a... Uh, part of the money on the grant, the schools that are available for it. All right, my name is Mike. I'm your host. I'm the uh, lead consultant for Tautoa, if you want to check out Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. We have a bunch of programs there available to you. We uh, train, consult freight brokers from all walks of life, big to small, experienced to no experienced. We have packages that include guaranteed placement into our mentorship program. Once you have completed the training, that allows you to begin your broker operation as an agent through us under our licensed brokerage so that you can uh, get out there and start working right away, getting the experience, building that customer base. Anyway, check us out, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If you have any questions about any of the packages we offer, call me. 479-668-0838. Q&A day, Q&A day. Joseph writes in, I started in trucking about six years ago, had a total of nine trucks. Had a total of nine trucks in my fleet, but with the spot rates dropping to a minimum, I started losing money. Now I only have three trucks, had to sell the rest. My question, any suggestions as to what kind of loads I should be hauling? I sure would appreciate it. Joseph. Man, I get it, but you've, you, you, you've told me a little bit, but you didn't tell me the whole story. But just from what you've told me, it's pretty clear to me that you didn't have your own customers. I could be wrong, but the way you worded things here, it, didn't, it sounded like you were working with brokers. For 100% of the time. You may have even been using a dispatch service. Either way, yeah, if you're trying to use a broker for all of your loads, yeah, this is this can happen. It's very easy to, for this to happen. You asked uh, what kind of loads you should be hauling. Well, it's not the kind of loads. It's the customer base. You've got to obtain a customer base. Now, with you had nine trucks, probably five, six customers. If you would have had five or six customers, it don't take a lot, just a few customers with good freight. Instead of going backwards, you would have probably added more trucks to your fleet. Now, keep in mind, you know, what we talked about a little bit ago, U.S. Express. You know, second quarter, $46,000 profit. That's not a lot when you're a big trucking company. So with when you're a smaller trucking company, you've really got to watch your P's and Q's. You got to count every penny. You've got to know exactly what your cost per mile is on each and every truck. You know, one thing about being a small operator, a driver turnover. Uh, you know, drivers come in they drive for you for six months, they go someplace else, then they come back a year later, whatever. 
you know, that's to be expected. But every truck continues to cost you money. I had a guy tell me a long time ago, and it never made sense till I had my own small fleet. Guy told me, you know, to make a profit in trucking, you've got to have 40 trucks. You need 40 trucks to be able to be profitable. And that just never, ever made sense to me. Never. At least until I got my own trucks. Then it, it started clicking. Here, here's why. 50% of your f- uh, uh, fleet, 50% of your fleet will not be making you money 100% of the time. See what I mean? So, if you had nine trucks, that means four and a half of your trucks was paying for everything. Because the other four and a half trucks, they were not making you money 100% of the time. Now, what do I mean by not making you money? You're sitting. No driver. No load. See what I'm getting at? You know, half of your fleet's going to be sitting, not making you money 100% of the time. Once that got in my head, it started making sense. You know, okay, I see what the guy meant now. You know, you've got to have X amount of trucks to pay for everything. And what they were trying to tell me, you got to have 40 trucks because 20 of your trucks will make 100% of your income. That's going to pay for all 40. And that's where your profit will be derived. <clears throat> A lot of people don't think that. Now, if you're thinking about buying your own truck, yeah, that, that's a whole different story. I'm talking about being, you know, having your own trucking company. You know, where you got a fleet of trucks. The other thing, too, you've got to have your own customer base. That's where the money is. And we talk about this in training at Tatoa. About uh, how a lot of people get into the industry, trucking, as a driver. They work up to, uh, they decide they want to be an owner-operator, and they start out with a lease purchase, and I, I'm all for that. A lot of people think that's a, uh, you know, bad deal. Me, I think it's a great earning, learning, and earning opportunity for somebody new wanting to become an owner-operator, buy their own truck. And if you're going into a, 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 a lease purchase, don't go in expecting to own that truck at the end of the uh, lease purchase term. Go into it as getting an education that's not going to hit your credit <laughs> credit report anywhere <clears throat> you know if you get in it six months later you want to walk away from that truck you can and there really are no consequences you know so you're not going to get a mark against your credit or anything else but what happens is uh, with the lease purchase with the trucking company, the driver gets ticked off, they quit, and it dawns on them. We've talked about this before, obviously, that, uh, hey, they can't take the truck with them, so they go out and buy their own truck. This time, they get to keep their truck. Now that they got their own truck, they're out there like, watching the load board, seeing what kind of money brokers are paying. Spot rates, so you said that in here, Joseph, you talked about your spot rates. Spot rate is what a broker's paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B. If you're looking at spot rates, that means you're not paying attention to contract rates, which tells me you are working with brokers all the time. But anyway, you, you kind of get the idea. So the uh, lease purchase driver, now he's an owner-operator. He's watching these rates on the load boards and things like that. 
going down the road, plenty of time to think. He starts doing the math in his head. Hey, I can I can buy me a trailer pretty cheap. Get insurance, get my authority. Hey, I can, I can be my own trucking company. I can use a broker as a dispatcher, and I can make all the money in the world. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea, but in reality, you need to have your own customer. And to be honest with you, if you... Uh, if you had one truck, you know, a couple, two or three customers, that's enough to buy, you know, keep you busy, you know, a lot. What you're looking for are those head hauls. You, you want your customer base to be around the, your your uh, home base area, you know, within a couple hundred miles, say. However far you are willing to deadhead. That's where you want your customer base. Because you're going to be able to get the better rate when you're dealing with the customer direct. All right, so your uh, customer has a load going from, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma City to uh, Augusta, Georgia, whatever. All right, there you're making 100% of the rate. There's no broker. No broker involved whatsoever. You're getting 100%. And when you get to Augusta, you get empty. You want to get back to Oklahoma City, your base of operation, as quick as you can. That's when the broker comes into play. See what I mean? That's what a broker's for, is to help you reposition your equipment to a destination or slash location you need that truck to be to be able to make you more money, or the most money. So it's not what kind of loads you should be hauling. It's acquiring your own customer base. All right? Joseph, I hope that helps. If you got any questions about that, feel free to call me. Check out our website, tatoa.com. But call me if you have any questions, 479-668-0838. Doug writes in, I'm a broker and I keep getting calls from dispatch companies about my loads. <laughs> okay. They want to book the load, but I'm leery of not dealing with the trucking company direct. Any ideas? <laughs> well, dispatch companies, they're easy to set up. Usually, they're more sole proprietor than anything else. It's somebody watched some YouTube videos, and they thought, Hey, I can do that. Hey, I can do that. I can use the load boards. I can get loads off the load boards, and I can make those loads available to a trucking company, and I'll make a percentage of whatever that money is. Okay, see how this is going already. That's why the FMCSA is conducting a study right now about dispatch services. Are they legal? Yeah, they're legal. But if you're a trucking company, do you really want to use a dispatch service? Because what a dispatch service, not every one of them, but more times than not, what they're doing is somebody that uh, may have wanted to be a freight broker, but they didn't want to put the time and effort into it. They, you know, they didn't want to find their own customers. They want to do everything the easy way. Let's go to the load boards. They, well, first of all, they go out here and get a contract with the trucking company. Yeah, I'll dispatch for you. Great. Yeah, we'll get loads for you. And probably what they're not telling you is that they're getting those loads off the load boards. So the, there's a broker fee in there already. It's, it, they're getting it off the load board. If they're getting the, the load from a broker, obviously, there's 10, 15, 20% fee. You're not seeing it because that came off the top. Then you've got the dispatch service. What are they charging you? 10%, 5%, 8%? So by the time that load gets to your truck, you've already given up 
almost 30% of that load that could have been in your pocket. See what I mean by that? You know, that, 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 that turns into uh, bad stuff, you know, for a trucking company. As far as dispatch companies uh, calling you to get your loads, is that double brokering? No. In the true sense of the word, no, it's not double brokering. Double brokering is when a uh, trucking company, well, this is how it usually works. Trucking company, they also have a brokerage division. And the broker from the broker side of the trucking company, they represent themselves as being that trucking company. And instead of putting the load on that truck, they broker it out to another carrier. And you never know about it till it's too late. I think we talked about that recently. You know, best way to defend that is call your customer, tell them the name of the door that's uh, of the truck that's supposed to be picking up your loan. And if it's not, they, they need to call you, let you know who it is so you can contact them. We got a video. I'm sure it's been posted. Maybe not. May have not have been posted yet, but if not, it's coming up. It's talking about vetting a carrier. But anyway, these dispatch companies, yeah, I understand why you're leery. And I'm the same way. I, I, I really don't want to deal with the dispatch company either. One is taking money out of the trucking company's pocket just for making a phone call. I mean, seriously. If you're a trucking company... And you're using a dispatch service, and I'll be, uh, let's use 5%. Maybe you're paying them 5%, all right? And with that dispatch service, uh, maybe you're doing $10,000 with freight with them a week. You're paying that dispatch service $500 a week just for making a phone call, for talking on the phone. They're not out there getting their own customers. They're not out there doing anything special. They're just looking at the load board. See what I mean? You know, uh, you can do that from the cab of your truck. And if you don't want to do it from the cab of your truck, you know, I read an article here a while back, almost did a video on it. And uh, it was at a one of these convention deals uh, somewhere. And it was a truck stop or I don't remember, one of the load boards or somebody talking about Talking about how brokers don't like to negotiate, just like trucking companies don't like to negotiate. Come on. <laughs> That's farce. That's what it is. Trucking is negotiation. You're negotiating all the time. I mean, from start to finish, it's nothing but a long negotiation until the load delivers. I mean, think about it. Every step you're negotiating. You're negotiating fuel price to what you want to get paid on that load to when you can pick it up to when you can deliver it and everything in between what route you're going to take it's all 100% negotiation if you don't like to negotiate believe me trucking or brokering is not a job for you and that's what this article was talking about negotiating negotiating truckers don't like to negotiate brokers don't like to negotiate give me a break but anyway yeah, you got to be able to make pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, and uh, if you're a trucking company, pick up the phone and call the broker direct. You've got access to the load board. You know what kills me, too? A lot of trucking companies that use a dispatch service, they will make available to that dispatch service 
their load board. So you're paying for your load board, and now you're paying somebody to use the load board for you. You know, you could, uh, $500 a week, you could hire somebody to work for you direct. Go out here and get to, you know, work on getting you your own customers. You see what I'm saying? Anyway. Keep getting calls from dispatch companies about your loads. Uh, yeah. yeah, They want to book the load, but, you know, I understand you being leery. It's the way it is. The, the thing is, with the dispatch service, let's throw this in there, too, so you totally understand. The dispatch service isn't, you know, the trucking company that that dispatch service is representing Okay, they have done a contract with that trucking company, and basically that trucking company has given them the okay to act as their agent. So basically, you're even though it's a dispatch service, you're talking to a dispatcher for that trucking company. Now, if the dispatch service says they're going to put that load on one truck, and then that load ends up on another truck, all right, now there's an issue. So how do we get around that? Well, first of all, if you give a load to a dispatch service, that dispatch service is going to provide you all the paperwork for the trucking company that the load is supposed to go on. If you find that the load went on a different truck, I'm talking about trucking company, obviously, that uh, the one that sold the money is the truck that actually hauled the load. Uh, you should have it in your broker uh, carrier agreement that your loads may not be double brokered. So essentially, that's what that dispatch service did or that trucking company did. You, you see what I'm getting at? Again, always a good idea to go to SaferWeb, talk to somebody at the trucking company. You know, if you're talking to a dispatch service, they identify themselves as a dispatch service. Most of the time, they won't. They're just going to say they're representing whatever trucking company. You know, if you got any funny feelings about it, go to the SaferWeb. Look up that trucking company and call the phone number. It'll be posted there. Call them. Ask them about this individual. Okay, but all in all, when it comes right down to it, Doug, the uh, dispatch company is a contracted agent of the trucking company. So I understand not, not wanting to deal with a dispatch company, but essentially, if it's a dispatch service and they are contracted, you are dealing with the uh, dispatch company. I know we went all over the place on that, but I hope that makes kind of sense to you. All right, Scott. Scott wrote in. He says, I'm thinking of leaving my current freight brokerage for another. I have about 20 good customers, and I'm wondering if I should try... and take this book of business with me. There is no non-compete with my current brokerage, thanks. All right, well, you're going to have to look at the contract. First of all, if you are an employee broker, in other words, you're an employee of the freight brokerage. They've been paying you a salary. Uh, they're holding, withholding taxes. You get the benefits, all that kind of stuff. You're an employee not an agent, not contracted in any way. You're, you are an employee. I would be surprised 
if they did not have you sign something, not necessarily no compete, but sign something when you hired on that stated their proprietary information remained their property. Any customers they have is their property. Okay. No, a non-compete just means you can't go to work for another company performing the same service or doing that type of work at another company for X amount of time after you leave that company. But I would be very surprised if you did not sign something where the broker said, hey, any information derived, be it customers or otherwise, stays here if you quit. So you wanna you wanna you wanna make sure you're you're checking all that out before you do anything. Now because you're an employee, you know, that's a whole different ball of wax there. You're an employee. It's the employer employee relationship. Now if you're a freight broker agent, you still want to read your broker agent agreement. Make sure there's no wording in there. Matter of fact, you should have done this before you contracted on. Check out the uh, contract to make sure there's no wording in there that would limit you working your customers when you leave. Or uh, as you said, a no, uh, there's not a no-compete. You don't want anything like that in a broker-agent contract. <clears throat> but generally... If you're an agent, yeah, your customers are your customers. The broker benefits from your book of business, your customer base, while you are contracting and working through that brokerage. That's why you're going to find most broker-agent contracts are exclusive. You can't be out here contracted to three or four different brokerages. And you wouldn't want to anyway. It'd be a nightmare for you. And if you wonder why, well... Every customer is going to have to be approved. Every trucking company is going to have to be approved. You're going to have to keep up with who's approved with what company. You're going to have to have different load boards because one load board is going to say this company and is the broker. The other load board, this company. Yeah, and then if you try to just, well, I'll save my money. I'll just use one load board for everything. Yeah, but, you know, what about the other company? You see what I mean? It turns into a nightmare. It's going to be looking more like a bait and switch than anything else. You're not, you're not doing it that way. You're just trying to save money. But still, you know, I don't think the broker whose uh, MC number you're using for the load board would appreciate it very much. You're advertising their name. Their, is advertised on the load board as their load, and then you broker it as another company. See what I mean? It's a nightmare. You don't want to do that. But as a freight broker agent... If you obtain these customers on your own, yeah, you should have every right to take those customers with you. This is what I always tell all of my clients. The, the, the customer, they're not buying the brokerage. Nah, you know, never say never, but they're not buying the brokerage. They're buying you, the individual. Now, what do I mean by that? These people in shipping, they can lose their job over mistakes. Minor mistakes. If they choose to use you as one of their brokers and they'll let you broker one of their loads, they want to make sure that load's right. That they can trust you with that load. If you make a mistake or don't follow through or don't protect them or show them that you are protecting them, any issues could come back on them. This is part of your customer service as a freight broker. 
making sure you're protecting your own customer. You, you see what I'm saying? You, you know you know their loads. You know what's going on. You're, you're checking and double-checking. You are doing everything you can to protect your customer. And as you are protecting that customer, you're also protecting that person in shipping. Meaning once they figure out that you've got their back, your, your head's in the game. We've talked about this before, that your head is in the game. They will want to use you again and again and again. Okay, so keep that in mind. So it's really depending on are you an employee uh, of the freight brokerage? Are you an independent agent? Now, one more thing I will say about this. Uh, where did you get these loads? Even if you're an agent, if the broker made these loads available to you, it's probably in your contract too. Yes, you can take your own loads with you, your own customers with you, but any customers we make available to you, while you're contracted through our brokerage, they remain with us. you gotta, you got to check this stuff out. Read the contract. But if you've been an employee... I would be very, very surprised if, uh, as part of your employment, original employment, you did not sign something stating that uh, they, you cannot work their customers if you ever left that company. No, no, check and double check. You'll, you'll see what I mean. If you got any questions, feel free to call me. 479-668-0000. All right, where are we at? Uh, birthdays today. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. Pretty good company. Lucille Ball was born on this day back in 1911. Robert Mitchum, 1917. Andy Warhol, he was born on this day back in uh, 1928. Back in 1985, Major League Baseball players went on strike. And on this date, same day, same day that the baseball players went on strike in 85, the 19th Space Shuttle Mission Challenger 8 came back to Earth. Now, now here's something from the Did You Know file. <laughs> it will kind of make you... Uh, well, it did me anyway. you got to think about this. Make you know one of those Arsenio Hall things. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Did you know that 32% of people say they are really good at being humble? Think about that. 30, you know, if 100 people were asked... Are you humble? 32% of them would say, yes, I'm humble. Is that really being humble? <laughs> That's not weird enough. 40% of pet owners believe that their dogs can see ghosts. And there's studies for everything anymore, and there's a new study out that reveals that just simply using the word snack, S-N-A-C-K, snack, can make you gain weight. How many calories in the word snack, you reckon? Ah, eh, well, it is what it is. All right. Today's impossible question. If you add up all the numbers between 1 and 100, in other words, 1 plus 1, or not 1 plus 1, 1 plus 2, plus 3, plus 4, plus, you get the idea. You, you add them all up, all the numbers up between 1 and 100. What would the total be? 5,050. If you don't believe me, do the math. <laughs> okay. Hey, go have a good weekend. We'll talk again uh, real soon. Don't forget our videos on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Freight Broker TV. Got our podcast every Wednesday and Saturday. 
uh, available on uh, your favorite podcasting app. Just do a search for us, Freight Broker TV or FBTV. Anyway, hey, go have a good weekend. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll we'll talk real soon. Mm-hmm.